Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. But let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account titled, I, 28 female, have to move for work, and I don't know if I want to take my husband, 31 male, with me. My husband and I have been together for six years and married for two, and things have been pretty good, but we've had our fair share of downs as well. We had have regular sex at least four times a week and sometimes more. I'm pretty much available whenever he's ready and willing to do what he wants, but I have a problem initiating sex. I didn't grow up in a healthy environment and I get incredibly embarrassed asking for sex and clam up. I've been trying to work on it and find someone I can talk to about the situation. Usually my husband is patient about it and I've explained that it's not that he's unattractive or bad at sex, I'm just embarrassed. Two and a half weeks ago, we were about to have sex and he told me we weren't going to have sex until I started it and told him exactly what I wanted. I really tried to do it but I couldn't and I ended up in tears and he got extremely pissed at me. More pissed than I've ever seen him and he stormed off into his office and that's where he stayed for a week. He wouldn't talk to me at all. He wouldn't look at me, wouldn't eat dinner with me, wouldn't even acknowledge my presence for that whole week and was unresponsive when I tried talking to him through his office door, which was locked. I begged him for forgiveness multiple times and he never once made a sound or opened the door. Then I got the news that my best friend had passed and I was a complete emotional wreck. I begged him to talk to me and for his forgiveness while bawling my eyes out but there was still nothing. I finally just slid a note under the door telling him what happened. A few hours later, he finally came out of his office and apologized and comforted me and has been back to himself and even gone above and beyond. I got a promotion offer in a different state and that we both knew was coming, but I just can't stop thinking about how he didn't even react to me having a mental and emotional breakdown and would have kept ignoring me had I not written a note telling him what happened because of sex. I love him, but I don't think I can ever forget that. I just keep thinking about what happens next time when I can't do what he wants and no one dies and how long he could ignore me. I understand that he's rightfully frustrated with me and that I screwed up, but I don't think that was acceptable. It puts a knot in my stomach, but I'm not really sure I want him to come with me after this incident with a job that will add even more stress. I'm really confused and still hurt and would like some suggestions and also a little clarity. I don't know if I'm just being sensitive and overreacting or if i really need to start considering this the beginning of the end so he literally shut himself away for a week and wouldn't talk to you wouldn't eat dinner with you or anything like that that's absolutely bizarre to me and i find it even more weird that you've already explained this to your husband before about you know you don't feel comfortable initiating sex because of the environment you grow up in and you get embarrassed about it 
But I just can't get over that shutting himself away for a week because of this and not talking. But one for the gold says being upset that you don't feel comfortable in initiating sex is fine. Even walking away to cool down after a big fight is fine. Shutting your significant other out for a week is not fine. It's stonewalling, particularly cruel stonewalling, and is one of those behaviors that can severely damage a relationship. In your husband's case, it also smacks of punishing slash controlling behavior. I'm doubtful that this is the first time. Maybe it's the first time it was this bad, but I suspect there is a pattern there if you look objectively. If there's a pattern, please use extra caution. If you want to stay together, get therapy ASAP. You need to work past your issues initiating for you, and he needs to figure out a constructive way to talk about issues that upset him. Personally, I would be horribly hurt. I'm worried about how someone who is supposed to love me could listen for a week to me crying and begging and not responding at all. I'm not sure I could trust that person enough to be vulnerable with them again. A deleted user says, instead of coming up with a half-assed amateur psychologist solution to your problem and childishly punishing you when it failed first time, your husband and you would have been wiser to see a couple's therapist or sex therapist. That might have worked instead of blowing up your marriage. Maybe it is not too late for that. Randomized turnoff replies that and says, well, I personally disagree on the too late. Please OP, consider this option and discuss it with your husband. Sex is really emotional. Your husband feeling rejected and isolating himself really speaks to how much it does mean to him, regardless of what an immature response that is. If this has been going on for years, it's him being human. If he isn't seeing action or conscious action to change, he is seeing that he has to live with this for the rest of his life and the feeling of rejection slash unwantedness. Love makes people a little nutty. Doesn't mean that if you don't try things won't improve. He needs to feel loved just as you do come the terrible emergency. Please discuss therapy. It would help you to get on the same level. Hope you can grow stronger as a couple from this. I'm sorry that you lost your friend. Slangwich says, I think that your instinct to not have him come with you is something you should listen to. I can't imagine treating someone this way, especially not someone who I loved. Even if there were other issues bothering me, no way I could maintain this level of cruelty for days on end while my partner cries in the hallway. Silent treatment, even for a few hours, can be damaging. Silent treatment for a week is abandonment and abuse. Kimona says, I absolutely have the same hangups when it comes to initiating sex, so I understand how difficult and frustrating and upsetting it is to want to instigate to make your partner happy and just finding it impossible. It is really concerning that he's punishing you. Yes, punishing you for something that you were trying to work through, that you have apologized for, and the fact that he took hours after learning of the circumstances to come out and apologize is worse on top of that. He's controlling you. He's teaching you what happens when you mess up. He's leaving you begging and crying for his forgiveness over behavior that was not born from malice or ill intent. So then someone asks how long they've been together and OP says, yes, we've been together six years. I told him up front before we had sex for the first time that I had issues regarding sex that I was trying to work through. He said he understood and we moved on. And I worked on it and I've actually made a lot of progress. But the initiating thing is something that's been harder to get over. I've told him repeatedly that it's not that he's unattractive or that I'm disinterested. And each time he said that he understood. Opie continues, I've read a lot of your responses particularly. Thanks for your input, but no, he wasn't talking about the next time we had sex. He was talking about right then. He was on top of me and we were kissing and most of our clothes were already off. He stopped and told me to tell him what I wanted right then and I couldn't. 
and he said if I couldn't tell him, then we just wouldn't have sex. And he kept repeating it, and I still couldn't do it, and, and that's when I got upset and he stormed off. He asked if something was wrong with him twice in our whole relationship, so, so I reassured him both of those times that it definitely wasn't him, that I loved him and was attracted to him. I tell or told him every once in a while that it's not him because I don't want him to think that it is him. He's never mentioned being hurt by my lack of initiating. I also haven't just been sitting on my ass our entire relationship waiting for it to get better. I had to work through tons of other issues with sex. Not just this one and I've overcome them. This is just one of those lingering ones. I went to therapy until I couldn't afford to do so anymore and my husband knows this. I've been trying throughout our relationship to get over it and I've tried initiating multiple times with it failing more often than not. I accept full responsibility for the way I am and have been making, obviously not good enough, efforts. If he says again, we have sex frequently and I'm almost always receptive when he initiates and I've only said no to sex with him when he asked when I was sick or genuinely too tired, which doesn't happen often. And I've explained why every time. We don't have a dead bedroom and yes, it is sexual abuse in my past that he knows about. So then OP does update the post and says, I want to start off by saying thanks to all of you who offered your perspective and opinions. There are some things I want to address in the actual post and not just the comments. I did get therapy for my intimacy issues and have worked through several but had to stop because I couldn't afford the sessions anymore. My husband has only brought up questions about my initiation problem twice in our six years and each time I explained my feelings to him and reassured him that it wasn't anything with him and he told me each time that he understood. He also told me he understood my feelings whenever I brought the issue up. He knew before we started having sex that I had issues with sex and again, he told me that he understood and that everything was fine. We don't have a dead bedroom. We have sex at least four times a week and sometimes more. I'm interested and enthusiastic whenever it comes to sex with my husband and I'm ready and willing almost whenever he asks. The only exception being when I'm way too tired or sick. The only issue is that I can't initiate it. Now I can give you the update. First, luckily the position that I'm supposed to take has been pushed back three months instead of next month, so it's taken a bit of pressure off the situation. Also, my husband and I finally sat down to talk about the issue. I apologized again and explained to him that his reaction to me not responding to his demands right then made the situation a lot worse and he definitely could have gone about the situation much better. I also explained that his reaction and completely ignoring me quite frankly scared me and made me doubt our marriage and my trust in him. In turn, he also apologized again for shutting me out and ignoring me for an entire week and told me his actual feelings of frustration and resentment that he has chosen to keep to himself about the situation for the past six years. When asked why he didn't bring up his feelings himself or the multiple times I brought up the subject, he said that he didn't want to make me feel bad about my issues so he chose to lie about them instead of being honest like I begged him to more than once. He does often do things like this and it's always phrased as I knew it would stress you out or I'm just trying to protect you. And as far as blaming myself, I do. I don't know why but I feel like I should have seen something or done more to fix my problem. But when I think about exactly what I could have done, I come up short. That's why throughout our relationship, I've always tried keeping the lines of communication open about the issue in particular, because I know that being in a relationship with someone who has pre-existing mental and emotional issues is not easy or ideal. And that, of course, brings up another issue in our marriage. Anyway, upon that revelation, we decided to try marriage counseling in the next couple of months before I move. It's not ideal as... We only have a little over two months to tackle a huge problem. 
but it's at least something to try instead of letting things fester. By the new year, if we see absolutely no improvement, we most likely will go our separate ways and proceed with a divorce since interstate marriage counseling is not an option and there's no reason for him to give up his job and put his education, he's about to start working on his doctorate, on hold and move to a different state with me if we're not even sure we'll stay together. Looking back, there have been several situations where we compromised, which was mainly me learning to let things go and him finding a way to always get what he wanted in the end. He's never pushed it to this extent though. He'd passive-aggressively bring it up repeatedly until I was exhausted from arguing about it, so I just let it go. I was looked at it as choosing your battles, but maybe that wasn't it now that I think about it. Again, thanks for all your comments and advice and perspectives. They were and are appreciated. And that was the end of OP's post. So now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, our next story comes from Shop Management 2196 from the Am I the A-Hole subreddit asking, am I the A-Hole for refusing to give my stepson my engagement ring because he never treated me like family? I, 49 female, have been with my husband Bill, 53 male, for the past 20 years. Bill had two children from his previous marriage, Jim, 31 male, and Paige, 27 female. We also have one biological child together, Harry, 16 male. Jim and Paige's mum passed away when they were nine and five. I met Bill around two years after his former wife had died. When I started building a relationship with the kids, I made it clear that I was not going to replace their mum and would be a trusted figure whom they could approach if they ever needed me. That being said, I still made an effort to treat them like I would my own child. I would take them to school, pick them up, take them to the doctor's appointments and make their lunches, ask my parents to get them presents for Christmas and birthdays, etc., both kids were somewhat hostile towards me at first, which I understand because they lost their mum. However, Paige eventually warmed up to me and saw me as a trusted confidant and maternal figure. She didn't ask me, nor did I expect her to want me to adopt her, but she still calls me mum, which I appreciate. Jim, on the other hand, continued to be mean and hostile. I've never treated him poorly or antagonized him. Nevertheless, would make misogynistic statements like it's your job as the woman to clean the dishes when i asked him to clean his plate he called me a bitch when my back was turned my husband told him many times that the way he was treating me was uncalled for and for us to go to family therapy but he always refused he eventually moved out after reaching adulthood he continues to maintain contact with his father and siblings but it's minimal between him and me even though he doesn't treat me well 
Now I have an engagement ring that is a family heirloom for several generations. It's passed down from the mother to the oldest child. My husband got the ring from my mum to propose to me. I told all three children about this heirloom a few years ago. Anyway, Jim currently has a girlfriend whom he intends to propose to. He called me out of the blue one day and asked if he could have the ring. I told him no. When he asked why, I told him it was because of how he's treated me all these years and how he continues to treat me. And I don't want my family heirloom going to someone who sees me as vermin. When he asked who it would go to, I told him it would go to Paige when she's engaged. When he heard this, he lost his shit and accused me of playing favorites. I eventually hung up when he wouldn't stop insulting me and blocked his number. My husband is on my side, but his maternal relatives have all been blowing up my phone telling me what an asshole I am. So, am I the a-hole? Now, all I can think is like, your maternal relatives have been blowing up your phone. What have they been told about that situation? That's what's jumping out to me immediately. But introspect on it says, wait, you're not even his biological mum. Why does he need your family heirloom if he hasn't welcomed you into his family? You're giving it to your oldest child your oldest child i'm assuming meaning the oldest child that has accepted you as family not the oldest biological child not the a-hole he's had plenty of time to grow up and treat you like a real person if his maternal family is so concerned you should ask them where his mother's family ring is and now we says not the a-hole jim is an entitled asshole Paige deserves that ring your stepson's maternal relatives shouldn't have any input on where your family ring goes i'm glad your husband is supporting your decision Lovely One says, in my opinion, no one is entitled to that ring before you're ready to take it off. To be honest, I wouldn't have thought it would go to either of your stepchildren as an item from your side of the family. You obviously have deep feelings for your stepdaughter, while your stepson has made it vividly clear that he is not your oldest child. So, not the a-hole. Don't ask me, says not the a-hole, if his maternal family is calling and tell them to give Jim a ring since that would be more meaningful to him. They need to not worry about what you do with your family heirlooms. Your family may have an issue with you giving the ring to Paige instead of your biological child, but that is also your decision to make. OP says, I've actually spoken to my parents about this and they're fully on board with it. I am an only child and they see her as their own granddaughter. I also feel it would be hypocritical of me to accept being called mum by her, but then not treat her like my own child. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's go on to another story. Our next story is from Tway23421, who says, Would I be the a-hole for spraying some kid with my garden hose daily after he walks all over our lawn? I, 37 male, live with my wife, 37 female, and son and daughter, 9 and 11 respectively. Recently, there has been this kid who comes by our house after playing soccer and either rides his bike or walks over the lawn with his cleats on his way home. It started out as me giving him stern looks whenever I saw him, then it slowly progressed to me asking him to just go around. The last time I asked him to stop, he made a point to stomp extra hard and twist his feet into the grass to piss me off. Since then, I've just been hosing him. <laughs> Oh dear. The first time I sprayed him with the hose, he ran off. But then, for some reason, he just started standing there while I hose him like he enjoys it. It's now progressed to me sitting on my lawn chair, pointing the hose at him, and him just staring at me while he does so. Sometimes we even make small talk. I'm not going to lie. It started off as a really bitter relationship, but I've actually gotten to know the kid quite well. 
we talk for maybe 15-20 minutes every day, and he doesn't seem to mind being hosed down after sweating hard playing soccer. He comes by daily and we just shoot the shit while I hose him, and he stands there for a bit. <laughs> what the fuck? Wife told me I need to stop, even after I explained it to her. She said, I'm making us look like childish idiots. I guess I could stop, but honestly, it's really funny waiting for him to come by, and I see no harm in it. Would I be the asshole? <laughs> I don't know what to say. But dear Dorothy says, okay, this is hilarious. I was going to say you were the asshole and get offense, but I see nothing wrong with what's going on now. No one's an asshole here. Yoko says, I mean, the kid sounds like kind of an asshole, but I guess no one's an asshole here, lol. Kid is obviously deprived of attention and is weirdly getting something bizarrely meaningful from this incredibly strange relationship. Has he stopped trying to damage your lawn? OP says, he still steps on the lawn, but not as recklessly as he did when we first met, lol. He also parks his bike when he rides it on the sidewalk, but I'm not sure if he's doing that to be nice or because he doesn't want his bike getting wet. Overall, the thing says not the a-hole. He stopped stomping on your lawn, but is still seeking you out as someone who will genuinely listen to him whilst you call him off after training. The kid is showing his gratitude and you're feeding that gratitude. It's a sweet relationship and your wife should stop worrying about what everyone else is thinking and see it for what it is. Can you imagine being a neighbor on that one, looking out your window and just seeing some guy hosing some kid down where they're making small talk? <laughs> Tiny says, not the a-hole, but I'll be cautious because you don't know the parents yet. Kids' parents could be problematic people. What if they find out and they have a very different view or even twist your actions into something creepy that you didn't intend at all? This strange man entices our innocent little child over, hoses him down until his clothes cling, and then tries to chat him up, etc. And one more comment from Rough Smoke who says, As I was reading, I was like, you're both kind of assholes, but by the end I was like, okay, not the asshole. But I'm curious how old this kid is, and if he's okay. Typically, blatant disrespectful behaviors, like he was exhibiting in the beginning, are due to some kind of social or familial issue. He's likely softened because you've given him something to trust, even if it's just your consistency in being an obstacle for him. Now you've become something else for him, maybe a safe space or a place of comfort, an excuse not to go home right away. Do not stop. He probably needs you in this interaction more than you understand. But also, please prepare yourself for him to tell you something you may not expect to hear. Bullying, abuse, neglect, a loving home but no food and utilities, maybe no home at all, dead parents, addicted parents, close relative or friend who recently passed away, etc, etc. Don't reject him. Just keep spraying him with the hose. By the time he confides in you, you'll know him well enough to know how to respond. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for getting involved and hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Hold up, what was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.